Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Yeah! Uh, what is going on? Roars! What is going on, L.A.? Good morning. Appreciate you guys tuning in. AK in the house for T-Raj. Emily in the house. Jorge in the house. We got three-fourths of our squad. You're filling in like you've been doing this for uh, about 35 years, so we appreciate that. Sometimes it feels, Alan, like Sometimes it feels like that. Sometimes mm-hmm. it feels like that. Okay, so right out the gate here, um, who watched the U.S. women's national game yesterday? Right here. Me and Jorge. Jorge. So both of you guys right. up at midnight – Cody putting his hand back all the way in the third studio behind us. Yeah. Um, okay, Gallon so you studio. guys, you guys stayed up. <laughs> I know Lakers. That's where that's where I sit. Uh, you guys stayed up. No problem. No no issues. Uh, I think I fell asleep and then came back awake and then fell back asleep. So I've gotten. I watched probably the majority of the game and then caught up in this morning. Watched some replays and stuff of the terrible game that they played yesterday. Okay, I'm giving a lot of credit there. That was not a early game. That's it. It, it was midnight, it was early. right? It was at midnight. Early, yeah, yeah, early, early, early. By the way, the next one I think at two a.m. Right? Yeah, on Sunday. Two a.m. on Sunday. So Wait, Saturday. So Sunday, two a.m. I think. Yeah, I think August Sunday 6th, morning. Yeah, uh, two a.m. against morning, either okay. Italy yeah. or Sweden. Jorge, I'm with you on that. I get thrown off the whole time. If I'm taking a flight and it's leaving at twelve oh four a.m., my parents. I'm like twenty four <laughs> hours behind or early. I don't know which one it is. I don't know which one it is. Um, okay, so you guys stayed up for it. I, yeah. I, AK, you already told me that wasn't happening. Hell no. <laughs> that was until I saw on Twitter. It was a passionate I, hell no. Yeah. I, well, until I. I mean, you made the right decision. Yeah. It was not a game worth, worth staying up I for. I was not aware, <laughs> honestly. I uh, Just full disclosure, until I saw on Twitter people complaining that About they the stayed game. up to watch this game, yeah. I didn't know the game was happening. Andy, I had no idea. we talked about it yesterday. Yeah, oh wait, yes, because you zoned out during the dump when I brought no, it. No, he forgot. Yeah, he forgot. <laughs> it yeah, but you made a thing. You were like, well, I, didn't, I didn't know you meant like tonight, tonight uh, when you when you said yeah. this. I thought I thought you yeah. meant like sometime over the course of this week. No, yeah. because it was we're midnight. Play a game because it was midnight that threw you off too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for those who didn't say it to watch, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, again, wasn't really worth staying up to watch. U.S. women's national team played absolutely terribly. Uh, they eat, they get a nil-nil draw against Portugal, who they have never even drawn to before. They have only beaten them and have a 39-0 goal differential wow. against Portugal in the history of the U.S. women's national team against them. So it was a complete disappointment. They played so disjointed. They... so. In the 91st minute, mm-hmm. they were... Don't look at me. Look at AK. They were this close, and I'm putting my fingers like very, very small. Very close, yep. To getting eliminated because they uh, one of their their strikers hit the post. So our goalie missed it. It hits the post. It bounces back. If that goal would have gone in, U.S. Women's National Team would have been wow. going home. So it was that close, and 
Um, I'm going to play some sound real quick from, I know we don't usually do sound in the first segment, but I think what Carly Lloyd says is really interesting. Carly Lloyd played for the women's national team for a yep. couple different World She's Cups. I know who she is, Emily. That's awesome. There I'm so go. happy. She do you played her, on the last team. Do you remember her on, was it Hard Knocks, I think it was? Yeah, she was kicking. She's kicking field goals. You remember her on that? Yeah. No. Just lacing 40 yard 40 yarders like it was nothing. Totally. That's not surprising. Yeah. yeah. So she's on uh, the Fox broadcast now for the team. And so I'm going to uh, play She had her Fox she's... hat on like Sean Payton? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So the team, after, the, after they had the draw, was like smiling, dancing, They're signing celebrating. autographs. They're celebrating. You know, they, they got to the knockout round. You know, that, that is an accomplishment if nothing else, but this is what Kali had to say about it. I have never witnessed, and just seeing these images for the first time right now on the desk, I have never witnessed something like that. There's a difference between being respectful of the fans and saying hello to your family, but to be dancing, to be smiling. I mean, the player of the match was that post. You're lucky to not be going home right now. Which is very true. She's disgusted by them. Disgusted. Yes. By the way, it is kind of funny. She's mad she stayed up that late to watch this game. <laughs> Did you see? <laughs> she got paid at least. Okay, That's wait, true. wait. Does this ever happen for you guys where... And and I, I fall more along the lines of Carly Lloyd on this. Yeah, we heard you talk about the scoreboard say, people yesterday. scoreboard yesterday, you know that. <laughs> but when your squad is playing awful, and let's just say the timing is bad, and mm -hmm. they just... They pan into the bench for a quick second, and everyone's joking around and laughing. It's like, okay, they don't care. Why the hell do I care? And I think that was a little bit of, and yeah, it's it's not the best example because they did move on, right? But that's a country that's supposed to be competing for the World Cup. Yes, not excited to be. They were dan dancing around like they just got to the finals. It's or not like it was. They were not like hitting the Dougie and stuff. Like they were just like a little dancing, a little like high fives and stuff. It wasn't like it. They were. Super jubilant, and all, and Kelly O'Hara, who's one of the veterans in the team, said that after in the huddle after the game was like, "We need to wipe this from our mind. We need to go on to the knockout round. They still have a chance, obviously, but it's just like it is. The I can understand of it. Carly's what yeah. she's saying. It's like it's frustrating to see someone like when we have so much faith in this team and so much trust in this team to do well, and that you expect so much from them that they seemingly don't feel like they have the same desire to win that we do. Yeah, it's kind of where people are upset right now they got a little got a little lucky but you move on and i mean i'm asking this sincerely yeah. because yep. it's as it's become apparent i don't keep it's up okay. with soccer men <laughs> or women's we don't believe you we <laughs> think you're lying to us right now i haven't convinced you guys yet no is this normal for them like ha have they been second guessed for their intensity their drive their seriousness since i don't know no they're just always tournament began they're just always favorites yeah. So it's it's very odd to see for any team in any sport. It's like the uh, no. I, don't know I, if I, I get that it's there. I get that it's odd that they would have seemingly struggled this much. I I totally get that. I'm saying, have they been questioned before in terms of intensity, focus, work ethic, drive, that sort of thing? It really hasn't been like on the field things that like they have not been questioned in that respect because they've had so many veterans that have both been the underdogs and have both in, and been like the top dogs. So like their veterans have left the team. It's Megan Rapino and it's Alex Morgan that um, and like Kelly O'Hara that are left that are trying to drive this team. But they're kind of trying to thread this needle between not scaring these young players and having them be in their head for their first World Cup and being realistic that they might need some fire under their feet. And so okay. Carly also, again, I'm going to play one more piece of this out, I know, but she also went on to say that 
this this coach for the U.S. Women's National Team might not be able to put the fire under these girls' bellies. We'll see what they say. He's not kicking and screaming. He's, you know, probably trying to be positive, trying to get the group going. But uh, that's not what this group needs. This group is a young team. I, I think they need a little bit of fire lit under them. I think they need a little bit of uh, some self-criticism. Uh, and Blacko's and Onoski is not really that guy that does that. Yeah, so this is new for this Damn. team. They Shots have fired. a lot of young players, no, like very few veterans, and so this is kind of like out of the depth for what we know of the U.S. Women's National Team of the past almost 30 years. Was the coach also dancing <laughs> out there, like so doing the he, autograph, stuff like that? They keep on having like weird like slow-mo picture, like videos of him on the sidelines being like, he has weird energy. And then he went off and said that Carly is insane for making what she, uh, saying what she said. I think him and Carly have some beef, but like it's... Carly Lloyd's trying to be the coach of yeah. the... <laughs> Honestly. Oh, <laughs> is this a power play? Could be. Maybe. Could like, be. Or Sean Payton-like but, but, but Foxhat. I, <laughs> I don't mind just to... You know, we'll wrap it up here on this, and they'll play again. So now it's single limited. From this point forward, it's... Knockout, it's yes. Yeah, it's knockout stage. They'll and play Sweden again. is a juggernaut if they had to play them. Um, I don't mind when it's somebody like Carly Lloyd, who was a baller, who you know obviously represent the U.S. women's national team for a long time. I don't mind when people like that have some of those comments. All right, so we got breaking news here from Jeff Passan. So today is a trade deadline. The trade deadline is at 3 p.m. today. So the San Diego Padres are finalizing a trade to acquire left-handed starter Rich Hill and first baseman G-Man Choi from the Pittsburgh Pirates, sources tell ESPN. And breaking news is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. The uh, I gotta find it real quick. But uh, fifteen so, minute then, yes. oil change. Um, go to ValvolineInstantOilChange.com. Kind of interesting here. So we all know that the deadline for uh, the NBA or the MLB trade deadline is coming up at uh, three o'clock, and a lot of the conversation is: Are the Dodgers? They're kind of in a in a battle right now. Uh, potentially Justin Verlander might go back to the Houston Astros. Baltimore Orioles potentially are on the list as well. And the Dodgers are kind of squeezed in the middle of that. The Padres, who a lot of the conversations, it's interesting to see the Padres and the Mets, AK. Um, there's a way to kind of tie this all together. The Padres and the Mets were two teams that were thought coming into this season are, go <clears throat> are going to be real deal competition for the Dodgers and real competition for the NL both of those teams are not that far apart of where the Padres sit where the where the Mets sit the Mets are saying yeah we got no shot at this let's just start selling all our assets the Padres um I don't really know what to make of this I'm gonna get your opinion on this when we come back but for a team that is so already invested in this year Instead of being sellers right now and selling off Blake Snell or selling off Josh Hader, uh, they're going to try to continue to compete in the NL West. I, I don't think there's any chance that they catch the Dodgers for the division. They're just trying to get in the playoffs. It's an interesting strategy to see these two teams taking completely different approaches, the Mets and the Padres. And if you're the Dodgers, you have until 3 p.m. today to try to do something. Uh, let's spend a little time on that when we come back. Stay right here. Travis, uh, Travis and Sliwa show here on 710 ESPN. All right, dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Their free battery testing can help you know if you need a new battery or not or if you're in need of a fresh charge. And if you don't happen, if you happen to need a replacement battery, they can help you out with that as well. And they're the only place you can find proven tough Duralast batteries. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone. 
your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. August 1st here. See, this is what Jorge does. He ties everything together here. It's coming back again, the ultimate fantasy football experience, Friday, August 18th at Hollywood Park Casino. You can be there. Get your friends together and register now at ESPNLA.com. Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, draft. Damn, we're 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 here, man. Football is literally right around the corner. It's the first of the month. I know, first of the month. Um, not too far from uh, NFL starting now. Um, my the, my fantasy league, we were having a big uh, email chain trying to figure out the new date for the draft, uh, some some rules, controversies, Wait, things like last that. Last year you got in somewhat trouble, right, with the fantasy because you had an issue with, was it your anniversary, your wife's yes. birthday? Yeah. Yes, I agree. And you guys haven't talked since then? <laughs> you know, I hadn't made the connection before. But <laughs> I think that was the date. You know, she she said she was cool with it. She said she had forgotten. Yep, maybe not. Um, no, I I had completely forgotten when I agreed to. Like it was just this long, yeah, long yeah. email chain. Everyone mm-hmm. throwing around dates. I was just trying to get the thing set up, and my anniversary got thrown out as a date. And I was looking at my calendar and. There was nothing on my calendar, like as far as work conflicts, need to take my daughter somewhere, whatever. Yep. I didn't have anniversary written on my calendar. calendar. I was just looking for like conflicts, like I need to be in a certain place yeah. where I needed to be was celebrating my anniversary. But I said, yeah, sure, we can do it that day. And like five hours later, I was like, oh, wait. Wait, wait, but oh my respect God. to you, you did invite your wife to the <laughs> fantasy football draft. No, I, look. <laughs> Because which I, am, I I respect. I am such a great husband. Yep. I actually mm-hmm. let her come, not just come to the draft. I'm like, honey, if you want to do the draft for me, if you want to draft my team, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you have to bring snacks. So romantic. <laughs> but you have to bring snacks. I was like, look, 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 the league dues are coming out of your money. How much do you care about fantasy football? Just that curious. Where is this on your level of of? It's a look. It's a lot of fun. Like this is a league that I've been doing for probably about twenty five years oh, wow. with some friends of mine that mm-hmm. I some of them are like college friends. Like these, there's a group of friends I've been friends with for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like our draft when we do it in person, sometimes it's the first time we've seen each other, certainly all together in like months. You know, it's just it's difficult for all of us to get together. We all have families. We all live on different sides of L.A. Stuff yep. like that. So that is a lot of fun, and I enjoy getting into it. I only do one draft though, and only do one. Okay, lead. but but I guess the question is, 
Are you making? Are you active on yes. Wednesday yeah. and making? Yeah. you know, who's absolutely. On the, okay, yeah, absolutely. So it's, you're already much more invested it, than I am. Well, if I could get to Saturday night, and hopefully nobody has played on Thursday <laughs> that I had on the bench, and I could enter Sunday at around nine thirty a.m. with my roster set up, and I have the maximum amount of points possible, that's a good week. The roster. That's a good week right there. Yeah. Look, I get into this one league, mm-hmm. but like I know people who do Four, multiple leagues, yeah. multiple leagues. Like my brother, I think does two or three fantasy leagues. He does the fantasy basketball with Mace and Mike Trudell and yeah, Kevin yeah, yeah. Ding. That's, that's a real good. one. Yeah, I, that's a real I one. did that one time. I said, "Nope, I've done fantasy baseball one time." Like two months into the season, I was ready to kill myself. Like I can't. <laughs> oh it's so much work. Yeah, it's a lot. Of work. It's so much but, work. But, okay, here's the thing: football, which it's a lot easier to do. It's just once a week. Yes, I'm just not as into it as everybody else. So I'm at a complete disadvantage because they care and I don't care as much. So, oh yeah, no, you, we want people like you in the league. You're I know. Perfect. I'm always invited. Always invited. Okay, so uh, trade deadline coming up at three from Jeff Passan. Um, this is just the deal, the latest deal that's gone down. We'll see if there's a flurry of deals that happen before 3 o'clock or if it's quiet. We'll, we'll wait and see. Padres finalizing a trade to acquire left-handed starter Rich Hill. We just looked this up. Jorge, how old do you think Rich Hill is? 38? 39? I don't know. Emily. Uh, Higher? 43. Wow. The man Bam. is 43 years old. Wow. He's 43 years old. Anyways, Rich Hill uh, will be traded to the Padres. Also, first baseman G-Man Choi. All all them coming from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Sources tell ESPN. Um, I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna. I, I don't think anybody's looking at that trade. Oh, watch out for the San Diego Padres. They've had their fair of issues, but it does show you that that's a franchise that a lot of people are looking at and saying, "Hey, this thing is just not vibing. It's not working." They're three games below 500. They have one of the highest payrolls in baseball. This actually, actually, what it really does more than anything else, it makes me respect the Dodgers and how they do business because you got two teams that really tried coming in this year and competing. Everyone's chasing the Dodgers. Go look at the last 10 years. And I'm not telling you that the resume that the Dodgers have over the 10 years, everyone would agree they've come up short many years. There's been plenty of times in the postseason where I'm sure Dodger fans look back and say, how the hell do you win 100-plus games but you can't win the World Series or you can't get to the World Series or you can't get past the NLCS or whatever the case is? Um, Dodgers have a really, really big decision to make here over the next couple of hours. Now, Lance Lynn's going to get the start for the Dodgers tonight. That's going to be an interesting, hey, how can he kind of impact the Dodgers? But... We talked a little bit about this yesterday, and Ken Rosenthal had an article in The Athletic that at least as of last night, the Astros believed to be Verlander's preferred choice, Dodgers discouraged by their chances were another, and the Orioles were on kind of staying in touch with the Mets, but the chances of something happened probably won't happen. Kind of fascinating what happens here in the few, next few hours. Well, I mean, it's important for people to know Verlander has a full no-trade clause, so ultimately... Yeah. It's up to him wherever he goes. And he can waive it for the Astros. He could waive it for the Dodgers, but it depends right. on what he wants. And he is I, um, he is from Virginia, so he's an East Coast guy. He's been settled on the East Coast for a while. Um, he may want to stay closer to that home base, which could bring someone like the Orioles, who hadn't been really talked about at all with Verlander, 
potentially them into the mix because it yep. would keep him close to his home base in New York right mm-hmm. now. It would keep him close to presumably family in Virginia, stuff like that. Um, but if – or just the Astros, he has that relationship from playing sure. with them sure. before. It doesn't seem like he's that geeked to go to the Dodgers, and it's important to remember this is one of those times where not being a rental could work against the Dodgers because you'd be talking about another couple seasons in L.A. Mm-hmm. It's not just the idea of, okay, go to L.A. for a few months. Let me play out the season, right. and then I'll go play wherever try to, I want Try to win a ring, and then yeah. I sign with somebody else. He's talking about committing to the opposite side of the country, potentially, for two and a half years. And that he already essentially said no to the Dodgers this past offseason when they uh, were in discussions between it was between the Mets and the Dodgers at that point in time, too. Yeah, Mets offer two and 88. And then the third year, which is the one where if he pitches 140 innings, we'll get 35 million in 2025. And the Dodgers, I think, offer two for 80, something like that. Maybe, maybe he's pissed at the Dodgers. Maybe, seriously, maybe he's held a grudge. Remember, there was that there was that point where the Dodgers really could have had him a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And they opted to go in a different direction. Maybe he's feeling like, all right, you guys didn't want me then. I don't want you now. By the way, that's very Dodger-esque. We have a number. We're not going to go past that number. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Um, I, I, I actually thought over the weekend, because of how, I don't want to call it desperate. Desperate is too strong of a word, but... You go look at that Dodgers rotation, there is a little desperation of what the rotation looks like. And there is, you know, there's no guarantees when Clayton Kershaw comes back. Um, There's no guarantees if Julio's going to be able to turn it around. There's no guarantees that you can rely on a guy like Tony Gonsolin or even Lance Lynn like we're talking about right now. I thought before we got to Monday, before we got to yesterday, I, I really believe that Verlander, there's a strong likelihood. Because on Friday, you kind of started hearing some of the rumors. Strong likelihood he'll be a Dodger. Now, I guess I kind of feel a little bit less about it. And if it doesn't happen, and this is the roster that they have, um, you know, their chances of really making noise, it's just going to be it's gonna be a tough putt for them. Well, it's one of those things, too, where, like, sometimes when you hear trade talks have broken down and they're starting to cool, you think about the idea of, okay, this is just one team working leverage, working an advantage, trying to up the offer or sure, whatever. Sure. Yep. This becomes different because Verlander ultimately controls the whole thing. Like the terms of the deal are irrelevant to Verlander beyond just where am I going to go? He doesn't care what either side gives up in exchange. Like that doesn't matter to him. All he cares about is where am I going? So like as far as hearing that this is cooling, I don't think there's no reason this would be posturing. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way to get Verlander That's a good point. to be more excited about going to the Dodgers if he's not excited about going to the Dodgers. You surprised? I heard this coming from some Dodger fans, and but it, it's not nearly as loud as it is with other players. Remember in the offseason when Correa was a free agent, and he had not signed anywhere yet, and there was – I remember Travis and I having a conversation about it, and Trav basically saying, like, listen, I don't care – what Correa has done in the past, if he can help the Dodgers win today, I'll take my chances. And I, to be honest, I don't think it was the most popular opinion. I, I was at a game last year, Twins and the Dodgers, and Correa came to bat. Every time he came to bat, it was as if, it was as if Carlos Correa was still playing for the Astros and they were in the World Series and they were in the playoffs. Um, no, for a lot of Dodger fans, this is a hashtag never forget situation. 
Verlander was on that 2017 team. Yeah. Are you surprised that there isn't more chatter or conversation about that? Um, well, he because it's kind of never gets really. If memory up. serves, he was a mid-season acquisition. Was mid-season. Yep. So I think he might have even been a September, like or like you know post-deadline that that sort of thing. And he was a pitcher, and the pitchers, if memory serves, were less involved with a lot of this. I like, and I think it was already going on when Verlander arrived. So in some respects, he was just a guy who entered this cheating culture and atmosphere. I mean, obviously Verlander had the status to say, what the hell, guys, knock it off. But it's also awkward to be the new guy who comes in and says, everybody needs to change. Yeah. Even yeah. if, I guess, you think he should have done something like that. But I, I don't think he's ever been considered like one of the ringleaders or one of the guys really in the mix with that. Plus... Does have a ring from 2017. Dude, fans compartmentalize all the time. Mm-hmm. That you, you have to have an ability to compartmentalize as a sports fan, as a fan of entertainment. Yeah. Hell, sometimes to deal with your own family, mm-hmm. you have to have the ability to compartmentalize. When is your anniversary? Uh, it is in September. Okay. The I'm like 99% sure. Yep. That no, I'm I'm 100 sure that it's in September. I am 99 percent sure. That's I'm 100. That's that's amazing. Send me a blank check. I'll yeah, take this off the podcast. 100 percent <laughs> sure that it is in September. 99 percent sure that the draft is happening in August. That's what okay. I was going to say. What, yeah, when you said I'm 99 percent sure, I thought you were going to say I'm 99 percent sure on the date. But now I'm 100 percent sure on the date. But you got the month right. I am 100 percent sure. Yeah, on the date. I'm not revealing it you could always tell her you could just say babe i celebrate the whole month for our anniversary. i celebrate the whole year i mean we're not gonna do just a one day or anything along those lines um okay we'll, we'll keep you guys posted like i mentioned anything that goes down as far as the trade deadline we'll keep you posted on it the dodgers um will have lance lynn pitch tonight there's some stats i threw out to everybody yesterday they're 6.18 Starters ERA in July is the second worst in any month for the club since they earned uh, since the earned runs became official in 1912. Their worst is coming to LA, so obviously a lot of work for that pitching staff to do for the Dodgers. The Angels, on the other hand, um, beat the Braves, the team with the best record in Major League Baseball. What really are their chances to make the playoffs? And there's some stats here on Shohei Otani. That again, just make no sense. But I guess that's what happens when it, anytime you talk about Shohei Otani, ten forty-five. Hey, Fu, did you see? And uh, eleven o'clock, we'll get into a couple NBA Laker topics I want to get into. Stay right here, uh, Travis and Sleeva Show, AK in the house, seven ten ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, what's for lunch? How about Waba Grill's new Boom Boom Tacos today only? Get a free Boom Boom Taco with an entree, any entree purchase from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. with the promo code Taco up, valid in store, online only at Waba Grill. Uh, make sure you head out there. Just uh, get that entree purchase and get a free Boom Boom Taco. A um, little bit later, 
Okay, we got some breaking news. Let's do breaking sorry, news. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, we it's got okay. some breaking news. Yep. It's from Ken Rosenthal. So he says, Eduardo Rodriguez, possible for the Dodgers, sources tell the Athletics. So Eduardo Rodriguez is really close, potentially. This is from Ken Rosenthal. So we'll wait for more specific and locked down news, but to keep it on the uh, radar here. Okay. Eduardo uh, Rodriguez, let's see, this year 6-5, and five, under a 3 ERA, has... Uh, uh, been a part of 15 games so far this year, and age-wise, I know there was a lot of chatter. Why are you going to bring somebody in so old or older like uh, Verlander? He's 30, so we'll see what happens there. And that, by the way, tells me that, okay, they're not going to go get Justin Verlander, right? If you're already going to go get a pitcher, maybe there's a good chance that— They need more than one. Well, they also the, may— The breakdown of Verlander might not be Look, They may be also just trying to stock up, hedge their bets. You know, like Lance Lynn is getting a start tonight. Lance Lynn has not been setting the world on fire this year. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they may feel like between the injuries that they've had, some underperformances, we need to give ourselves as many bites at the apple as possible to try to come up with the best starting rotation come playoff time. But this is kind of what they've done so far, all trade deadline— they're grabbing guys that have underdelivered somewhere else. They're taking some chances. They've kind of nibbled around the edges. Nothing, well, nothing, look, nothing crazy. There is something to be. I mean, you have to go with who's available, mm-hmm. and you also have to take into account what you're willing to give up, which and what can the make, market is. Right. And there are not that many teams that are. There are so many buyers. I I thought I heard something yesterday. There, there was. 22 active teams that are not selling. Right. right? That think that. Maybe we got a shot at the playoffs, or they're already well, in the I mean, playoff picture. We just talked about the Pirates. I mean, excuse me, the Padres trading with the Pirates for Rich Hill. Yeah. I mean, the Padres are a team that you could easily look at them and say that they should be sellers this year. Sure, sure. I don't know how aggressively they're going to be buyers, but this is a buyer move. Yeah. But as, as far as someone like Rodriguez or Lance Lynn or someone like that, there is something to be said for maybe a guy, you get a better version of them once you remove them from all the losing. Like, being on a losing team sucks anyway, but in baseball, Mm -hmm. because it is such a long season, if you're talking about being on a losing White Sox team, it's hot. Like, it's like 100 degrees out there. And there's nothing to play for. There's nothing to play for. You're pitching for a team that can't win. I I could buy that. Yeah. I mean, I could could buy just changing the atmosphere. All of a sudden, now the games matter. All of a sudden, now you walk into Dodger Stadium and you got 45,000 fans on a freaking Wednesday night. Same thing that the Angels. That's excited. Same thing the Angels are thinking with Giolito Mm -hmm. and other guys that they've brought in. It's just the idea of, you know, it's, it's what the Dodgers did with Lynn. It's what they did with. I mean, Joe Kelly's always a roller coaster. He's been that way his entire career. Yep. But I think baseball especially mm-hmm. is a sport where if you're losing, it will just suck the life out of you. Breaking news on 710 is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons or coupons today. Um Emily, you wanted to uh, wish somebody a happy birthday today. Yes, yeah, so yeah. happy birthday to Madison Bumgarner, who is, uh, uh, I believe, one of the more hated uh, oppo- like opposition to the to LA. LA hates. LA hates Madison Bumgarner. Bumgarner. That's yeah, a yeah. good way to put go, it. Go get yeah. it out of the ocean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. go get it. Okay, so <laughs> so Emily brought this up. That think of, I got a couple already in my head. If you're somebody that you know, obviously. Um, 
is cheering for all the L.A. sports teams. Like everybody in any city in the country, you have certain players that you just absolutely despise. Bumgarner is a good example. Jorge, is there a player that comes to your I, – I got one that instantly jumps my – always on the top of my list. And I don't I, – I guess I know why, but maybe he shouldn't be well, that high on the list. Who is it? I want to know who for me, or, for me, it's Paul Pierce. Paul, oh, I was Paul, thinking the same one. Bro, Paul – why, <laughs> why was he so Celtic. annoying? Okay, it was – the Celtics had something Getting to do with off. it. But Paul Pierce <laughs> – Paul Pierce, there are other Celtics that I don't hate like I hate Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce is a bleep talker. Uh-huh. That's that's a big part of it, man. Paul Pierce has Wait, a very he carried himself. He has so a very annoying. aggressively in your face personality mm-hmm. and he talks a lot. Yeah, but you talk a lot and you're in my face a lot. <laughs> I don't hate you. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you were going to say Paul Pierce? I was. I think Celtics. any of the Astros, that's how people feel. Oh, Correa. Well, yeah, specifically oh. Correa, I Altuve. think, is up there. Okay, yeah. I feel like Machado has a lot of that from Dodger fans as well. Yeah, not is Johnny that, Hustle. But is that well-deserved, like the Machado one? Is Yes, that- as somebody who covered him when he was with the Dodgers, 100%. <laughs> That guy has an a-hole personality. As an a-hole personality, but is there enough? I guess you could say. Wait, well, yeah, I mean, what's for history. me to like about him? There's <laughs> enough history there. There's enough history there. I was going to say, it's just is there enough history with the Dodgers? Well, he was that... with. He was when he was with the Dodgers. Yep. Off-putting personality. He's since gone on to a Dodger. Yeah. No. Division fair. rival. Like, I mean, what what more qualifications do you need to? Are you trying to like rally people in Machado's defense or something? No, no, I'm just trying to figure out the definition. Like Paul Pierce was hated the whole time. Bumgarner was hated the whole time. Machado, no, it's a fair one. anybody, anybody else? Um, the guys that come to mind for me because these are always my favorites. The one, the ones where LA fans hated him, but then had to force themselves to like them okay. or cheer for them because I just love the awkwardness of it. Carl Malone, Laker fans despised Carl Malone. For a multitude of reasons, yep, pretty much all really deserving. Yep, and they had that one year where they had to wrap their minds around cheering for Carl Malone, then they could go back to. And hating now him. everybody is saying, uh, "Hey, if he was healthy, they would have beat the Pistons." Mm-hmm. At least, I, but that's they can what go I back to hating him, um, mm-hmm. and I get it. Uh, Joe Kelly, he became you know like a like a an icon and a meme and. Yeah. A f- Rallying yeah, cry for the Dodgers. He got a great ovation this past Saturday when he was there. Dodger fans hated that guy for so long because when he was with the Cardinals, yeah. he threw a pitch that broke Hanley Ramirez's ribs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Dwight Howard 2.0. He eventually won fans over, but... Yeah, Dwight was... He was not popular when he came back. Most definitely hated. And this is one of my favorites because I remember when the Lakers signed him as a free agent, I was like, you are so misreading the room. This was, I believe, in Kobe's last season with the team. And this was during that period where the Lakers should have just leaned into a rebuild and just started aggressively trying to rebuild, but they they felt like they couldn't do that, particularly with Kobe on the roster. So they were trying to signal competitiveness. Carlos Boozer on a one-year deal. I'm like, my God. God, you are reading this room wrong. You are not going to get fans excited by bringing in Carlos Boozer. They hate him. They hate him so much. That's a good so list. Much. How about in football? I don't feel like there's really... I feel like it's too new. I think the 49ers are the generally... The Niners are hated here, yeah. But yeah, I feel the like there's not passion for Brian's fans. I was going to say, is there like a... There's no passion for hating Debo. There's uh, no nah. passion for hating... 
No, there really isn't anybody. Nah. I think it's because the Rams fans are pretty newer. I mean, at least this new version of the Rams fans. It's mm-hmm. been they haven't been here long enough to really have the intense like that other team effed me, therefore I'm gonna hate yeah. them forever kind of thing. Because the team has been successful and you know, there there are rivalries, but it all seems like in this day and age of like the more chummy rivalry. You about, know, it's hard about, to hate the fans. How about when Paul way. Pierce then became a clipper? Oh, yeah. And then when Draymond Green's telling him at one time at the free throw line, you're not Kobe. You're not getting this. <laughs> you're not getting the uh, the Kobe uh, tour or whatever it was. Uh, that's a good example right there as well. Um, okay, let, let's – actually, something came up there when you talked about um, – you talked about some of these players that were on the Lakers, and there was uh, Tim Bontemps on the Hoop Collective podcast. We could do this coming up at 11. We got Hey Fu, Did You See coming up next – um, Tim Bontemps talked about the Anthony Davis extension. It's coming up. It's on Friday. So August 4th, the Lakers can offer uh, Anthony Davis the extension. But he had something I think interesting where he said that the Lakers should go after Anthony Davis, not for just basketball reasons, but that he doesn't feel like the Lakers are as attractive as, as of a destination Kind of back in the days where they had issues bringing in LaMarcus Aldridge, Carmelo Anthony. We'll spend some time of that at the top of the hour. Uh, stay right here. This is uh, Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. What's going on over there, Jorge? What's up, foos? What's up, foo? So what's up, foo? <laughs> I can't up, say foo? it. There it is. There it is. Go, we weren't right? going to do this segment until you said it. Yeah. Exactly. I wanted to make you guys wait. Or yeah, it. you got to get with the program. Sorry, I got, a, I got an emergency <laughs> text. My apologies. Uh, that's all right. Good. Everything okay, though? Yeah, everything's fine. All right, cool. I just needed to respond to it right away. All right, so here we go. For fantasy football? For fantasy football. (laughs) Don't forget your anniversary. That's an emergency (laughs) one, too. All right, so hey, who did you see? So over the weekend, Cardi B was performing in Vegas, I believe. Somebody threw a drink at her. And this this has been happening as of late at concerts. Pink had ashes thrown at her. A different singer had a cell phone thrown at her. Hit her in the face. And this time, somebody threw a drink at Cardi B. And she... Threw the uh, microphone back at that person. Great throwing form. How do you by feel about way. Cardi B throwing the Great microphone back? Great lefty back form, man. She can she can <laughs> huck it. All right, how do I feel about it? Um, man, I, I don't know what the reaction should be. I I hate to see her. Look, I don't know what happens from here. She throws a microphone at somebody. Does that person now say, "Hey, I'm going to sue her"? I and think this they did that. for battery. Okay, so yeah. that's the that's the thing that I worry about. Now, maybe nobody will ever throw anything else at Cardi B, and the message has been sent because you're going to have a mic coming directly towards your chin. Um, I don't know if that's the solution. I would prefer her just saying to her security guards, "Get this mofo." the hell out of here and do whatever the hell you have to do. Um, But I did see it, and I hate the result of it that now she's going to get sued. Well, here's what's interesting, and I don't know the answer to this. Is the person suing the same person that threw the drink? Because this this is the potential problem. I mean, there are many potential problems with throwing it, throwing the microphone back out in the audience, even if you think it's deserved. Mm -hmm. If you hit the wrong person. Yep then all of a sudden that person might have an actual lawsuit against you. It's like years ago, the malice in the palace, when Ron Artest ran into the stands. Yep. Obviously, it is a problem to run into the stands, even you know, even if he was provoked. Wasn't he swinging at the wrong guy? Yes. He actually swung at and started hitting the, the wrong, wrong guy. person. And then mm-hmm. Steven Jackson ends up in the middle of it. And I think he may have also been Jermaine hitting. Jermaine O'Neal was right. squaring up. Yep. Right. And... 
at the outset, I don't think anybody was actually even swinging at and hitting the person who did this yeah. in the first place. So even if you think Cardi B's reaction is justified and this trend of people throwing stuff at performers, I didn't it's know ridiculous. that. I didn't know that that was an actual trend. I did see it's the one with so the bad. cell phone. The cell phone one that I saw. Yeah, they hit somebody in the face, and then yep. Pink got ashes thrown at her. And then yeah. at a what different the concert, they threw a whole thing of cheese. Yeah, Harry Styles got thrown like M and M's or something at his at his head and got like something in his eye. Like people just need to realize that the person performing is a person, yeah, and that they have lights in their face. They can maybe see some people, but they're not seeing everything coming up sure. to them. Like yeah. this, your concert going experience is not about you having your interaction with this person. It's about the collective experience of seeing this person live. So you holding up your sign so that other people can't see, like you putting something on stage to throw off this performer, maybe they could pick it up and say something. It's not about you. And that's what I feel like this this time has done a lot of. I will say this. I think Cardi B hit the target because if you see the way she has her left foot in front and the right, I mean, she kind of gears back to, it looks she like she does. pump faked. Looks like she pump fake too, and then hit the person right on the perfect route. Fair warning to anybody listening right now, Saturday night, if you were at the Taylor Swift concert, you best not throw anything at oh, her. That's, yeah, because that's if Emily not, sees that, it's, it's going down. Over, yeah. <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> you are dead. I'm definitely, not, I'm, not, I'm definitely not close enough to even be near Taylor Swift. I'm in the second like awning or whatever, but yeah. I, I, now, wonder, it, I wonder if that's going to do anything to where if this becomes a bigger and bigger issue or performers just say hey i don't want to be that close to you know the audience well like for her she has like kind of like the floor seats have a barricade where no one can like reach from the barricade to touch the stage like they're far enough away but in the past she has had people run up through the barricade grab her leg like it that's why the security is there if if somebody threw something at taylor swift and you were in that floor seat area would you go like secret service would you jump out blocking it I would probably do something like that. I would also would you probably, take a cup take for one Taylor for Swift? <laughs> I, yeah, she oh, would take course. one for the team. I would cup t- take a cup for Taylor Swift, and then I would go out and try to, you know, tell a person why they're I'm so stupid. You, don't do not let Emily see you throw something. At Taylor <laughs> Emily will be sober, so oh, you are a dead man. It. Yeah, I'll be sober and probably angry at you. So it's great. All right. So next up, uh, today is National Night Out Day. Okay. What is your ideal night out? What do you look for? Um. If if I go a perfect night out, I would say something about a dinner and a movie. Um, going to grab dinner, maybe grab something, get a couple of drinks as well, and then go watch a movie. I, I for me, that's a pretty damn good night. It's not anything crazy, but I think it kind of fits all the needs for for your anniversary, Andy. What would you do? <laughs> bring maybe, his wife. Bring maybe his wife August, to fantasy football. <laughs> we, have a, we have a great time, you know, drafting a backup quarterback. It's it's really romantic. Um, you we know, get a kicker further down, <laughs> but we decide on that kicker together. Like we we come up with that thirteenth final roster spot together, and sometimes I say, "Honey, you pick. You pick." You guys are just holding hands like this. <laughs> you know, babe, actually, babe. Do you want to do a tight end right now, or do you think it a little bit later? No, that's not a euphemism. I'm asking, do you want to draft a tight end? Like, no, seriously. We're on the clock, 30 seconds. Um, actually, I just had a nice Saturday night uh, over the weekend. Um, my daughter's bestie, um, her family and my wife and I and our daughter, we went downtown to the Basquiat and the Keith Herring exhibits 
One or one is at the Broad, that's the Herring, and across the street at a place I think it's called LA Infatuation. I'm not sure, but that has the Basquiat. You can walk to both of them. We saw those like late afternoon, early evening, and then we went downtown to a place called Dama. It's in the fashion district. Really good. It's it is pricey. Like this was an unusually pricey dinner for us. Mm-hmm. We don't typically do something like that, or certainly not often, but it was really really good it's like a lot of small plates and things like that it's fantastic home by like nine ish that was a really nice night like that was a really good night out i enjoyed it a lot and what's your perfect night so i would say perfect night here is uh you go and you get maybe some you prep uh, with me in the morning right (laughs) that starts yeah um no you you get like kind of like rooftop drinks oh, yeah, that's nice. at yeah. some place in Hollywood. Then you go to the Hollywood Bowl and you bring, you go to Good Trader night. Joe's, get some wine, uh, get some food, bring it into Hollywood Bowl, get there you a little early. Yeah, yeah, you can bring oh. everything into Hollywood, Hollywood Bowl. Bowl. You can bring anything. I right. even, I've never been there, to be honest. You got, then, it's oh, great. It's amazing. You, gotta do you have that. to go. Yeah. Speaking of rooftop drinks, Emily, yeah. in Hollywood, have you done the movie-going experience on top of the Maltabon? I Where they show not. movies? I have done mm. Rooftop Cinema Club or whatever that thing is. I've done that, but the one in downtown LA. You should, so I have you should do the one in Hollywood. I, I think you'd really like I'll it. I'll look into it. I'm sure look um, into it. I like Relax. the <laughs> Jesus. I like the Desert Five spot in Hollywood is like my favorite place to go as like a rooftop bar. But um then uh Hollywood Bowl see kind of like a low keyer band or performer okay. play at uh, that that you can sit down maybe and not stand at the whole time. And then afterwards, uh maybe get like a nightcap somewhere uh closer to home uh maybe the prince in k-town i love the prince and then uh wrap it up probably not staying out too late yeah for me thursdays sensor room steak and lobster damn right bucks, damn right a couple of drinks Ayo. and you're home yeah <laughs> let's 25 go bucks sensor room thursday nights just just a little plug i like <laughs> that crazy like where's this uh, Sensor Room, Hacienda Heights. The oh, one we went to. have a yeah. YouTube After component? The, uh, softball game. Uh, we're working on a YouTube component for Sensor Room. <laughs> for Bergman? Yeah, First exactly. dancing? Yeah, exactly. All right, so the last one. Uh, so everybody has security cameras around the house. It's been hot lately. So there was a surveillance camera that caught an Amazon driver jumping into a pool after he made the delivery. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be mad at the Amazon driver for jumping in your pool? Uh, okay, I got to be completely honest here. He wasn't eating in it. He just jumped in because it was extremely just to high. Be it was completely over 100 honest, degrees. I don't know why, but I have so much respect for that driver <laughs> that decided it's okay to jump into somebody else's pool and then get right back to work. How am I going to hate on that? I mean, listen, I, 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 he didn't go in the house and go in the fridge and take a nap inside the in the in, in the master bedroom. It's a pool. How is it he that different in, though? He jumped. A pool in a master bedroom. I think it's I think ask it's, Robert Downey it's, Jr. It's still. An invasion of your own privacy for someone, a stranger, to jump into your pool. I, if it's a private pool. I wouldn't hate on him. I would be okay with it. AK? I mean, it's essentially like pool hopping that everybody did when they were like teenagers. <laughs> it's essentially the same thing. The difference is you're talking about like a grown-ass man with a job and stuff like that. But it's really no different than the pool hopping that I think most people did at some time in I their life did. when they were younger. <laughs> oh, there also isn't that many like pools in Virginia. Like the yeah. less people had pools in their backyards. But I think that swamp hopping. That's pretty funny, <laughs> There's man. There's no swamps <laughs> where I live in Virginia. I live in a suburb of DC. I don't live in a swamp. Oh, okay. Ooh. Too good for a swamp, Emily. Okay. <laughs> Inflatable pool. <laughs> <laughs> Slip yeah. and slide. I, I, I feel like 
a stranger jumping into my pool is an invasion of privacy. Well, it is by definition. It's a little so I think that I, w- I would not think that it would be cool at all, and I'd be pretty pissed. Look, the guy just dove in, got out, went on about his business. It's 100 degrees I'm outside. I'm okay with that. I'm cool with it. Go like he didn't, Did hang out, he didn't hang out the entire time. <laughs> Put on some floaties. Wear yeah. your board shorts. He didn't do that. Did the package get delivered on it time? It did. It did. Okay. It got there. Then he. I'll send you guys a video. But he jumps in with his, you know, everything on, boots, everything, the whole thing. It was just. Su- oh my. Too- yes. God. Oh, so with then the- you get the the clothes oh, in the pool. Stop. But then come you on. Have okay, that's a- okay. Come on. That might be the most objectionable part of it. Like whatever was in your boots, gets tracked into your pool. That yeah. might actually be the part that bothers me the most. Okay, it's, it's okay. Let these guys too, go man. in. It's Let these guys go in. Come on. Oh no, no. I, I still, like I said, it's pool hopping. <laughs> um, all right, the Lakers got a decision a decision to make here coming up this Friday, August fourth. Opportunity to extend Anthony Davis. I want to spend a little time talking about that. Uh, plus, anything that goes down in Major League Baseball, the trade deadline will update you on. Stay right here, Travis and Sliwa Show, seven ten ESPN.